You're listening to the Fubba Lead Podcast. With Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Fubba Lead. I'm Connor Bunn, alongside with my championship-winning co-host, Timothy Martin. Timothy, based off of our last episode, we're coming off of a very unthankful Thanksgiving. Why is that? Oh, well, that, think, not for me. I think the or last episode yeah, we the last episode right. we talked about, we couldn't name one thing that we were thankful you are, for. You are correct about that. So that's right. We we gave ourselves a one week penalty in recording. If you could not tell, no no upload was was made last. It's the week. holidays. It's the holidays. Everybody yeah, deserves a vacation. Yeah, it's slow, kind of slow season for NASCAR too. We're kind of getting into that point in time where you got to really reach for some content even though we got some great content coming up today in the episode um but first we have pulled together <clears throat> quite an episode yeah we and that's that's what's funny is in the off season you really have i mean there's uh, there might be a few things a week that get dropped in terms of nascar news uh, but then you kind of have to just you know tap into your creativity and, and really you know pull some stuff out of the hat during the regular season and the playoffs obviously it's much easier because you know, we we're able to talk about the on-track stuff, and there's always news going on throughout the week. Say about 1st of December through, like, maybe mid-January is kind of yeah. kind of tough to do, and then, you know, you group around Daytona. Just a reminder, though, uh, don't forget to follow us on uh, For The Lead on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, I think our last episode, wasn't it that we introduced... I'm going to call it the Magic Merch. The Magic Merch. <laughs> the is Magic that, Merch. Is that the merch drop name? The Magic Merch. The Magic Merch. What makes it magical? <laughs> well, it's just got, got our faces on it. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's kind of weird that people pe- are wearing people are our faces. Wa- well, yeah, people are walking around with not our faces, but our Bitmoji's faces. Right, yeah. And, which uh, do do the Bitmoji's actually resemble you and I? I'd say is yours does better than mine. I'm not. You, very, th- you think so? I'm not very good at creating... That's like the first time I really tried to create one seriously. It looks like and you. I don't know. No, I don't I know. Think. I, I don't know. I think my hair's a little bit longer in that than what it is now, but But I mean, we've already got I mean, I've got, you know, deposits coming into the bank account from all these purchases being made. All the merch everybody's buying up merch for you the know, holidays. Gotta give a big shout out to Andrew Fuller. I mean, he's out oh, yeah. he's out sporting the new merch. He got a nice uh, maroon shirt with the for the lead logo on it. Yeah, I got it today. He sent sent me a picture and Posted on social media. Go check out both of our stories and for the lead stories on Instagram um, to see that. He's rocking a. Our creative designer Dalton Good uh, has made some orders. Has ordered a hat. Yes. Little disappointed that he flaunted the stock car spec hat all over social before he flaunted the for the lead. He did, and I'll tell you what. I shot him a direct message directly to. Take that shit down. No, and I, I, I told him that he better. Make a video similar, if not better, when right, he gets his better. for the lead hat. Keyword um, better, Dalton. Or else, though, there's hell to pay after that. So I think because he, now I think that you've made that order, we've got your credit card information. Okay. Right, we've got your credit card information. I now know where you live. We have your identity. I can send a package of anthrax to your house, um, and I'm not kidding either. And I know, I know, Stark Car Spectrals, you know, trying to outdo us. And I think this is becoming a, a podcast rivalry. Yeah, I mean, we drop hey, our merch, they drop their okay, merch. I see we go to Spreadshirt, they go to Spreadshirt. Right. You know, I yeah, I post a story scrolling up of all the things, and then I, five minutes later, I see a story of theirs scrolling up through yeah, all the Mike, things. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Ian, Nick, what, what's good? Let's what get doing? some screenshots of the sales because yeah. we've already sold over four thousand dollars in merchandise. So I'd love to see the screenshots of sales from their uh, Spreadshirt. Right. So just know that um, 
our, our legal team will come after you. Um, Damn. You know, the, the, copy, the copyright uh, needs to be knocked off, or else we'll hit you with the cease and desist, and we will own all your properties in Chicago. And I'm not kidding either. What is that? Who, who never forgets? Somebody never forgets. Connor Bunn never forgets. <laughs> yeah, That's no, one person right. who but never forgets. isn't there forgets. somebody else who, like, never forgets? Isn't that like a... Somebody doesn't somebody have that tagline? I mean Santa Claus. I mean you know nice, it. it's festive, not your nice list as you're wearing That's a not. national Lampoon's Christmas vacation shirt. You know, I've never Crombie shirt on. I, I've never seen that movie all the way through. Really? I've seen bits and parts of it. I've never seen it all the way through. I oh, used well, to have and though. I still do have I actually think you have it now, the Chicago Bears hat. Yes, it's uh, what's yes. his name? I might um, wear that. Well, I might wear that this weekend. At the, I'm going to wear this shirt at the party, be very and fitting. I might wear the hat. That would be very fitting if you did. That would be. Um, but anyways, I, I really don't know how we we got to National Lampoon's uh, well, I mean, Christmas it's vacation Christmas. It's when Christmas we were time. We got talking Christmas about in the notes. hitting other podcasts with cease and desist yeah, well, this time of year. Um, well, Knock it off. They're Scrooges. They're <laughs> Scrooges. <laughs> They they're coming so, in. They're coming in there. They're dipping the little they, fishing they pole. Place, into I want lead. them to place an order of merch, and then we'll send we'll send coal back to them. They'll, not your brother, but coal. Yeah, well, we're gonna put coal in a box. Coal in a box. And here, I'm my, here my <laughs> brother. He, he's not quite, your brother. He's, shit. He's one to deal with when he when he's angry. Uh, <laughs> he's like a superstar now. He is Have you a gotten superstar. his autograph for me? I don't know, but. He, I, I don't know if I mean, he, he's walking up here throwing money around. Yeah, I get it. I get him a job. Uh, with this realtor, and he, he ends up on commercials wearing Jordan shirts. And throwing money at me on my front porch. Coming and throwing <laughs> Timothy money on his front porch. I mean, I mean, he, he asked me how I felt about him taking a full-time job with the guy, and I, I told him he needs to give me a 10% finder's fee. Man. So, I mean, this is this is ridiculous. We're, we're over here breeding breeding great content for other podcasts, uh, making opportunities for my brother. I mean, call me Santa Claus this year. I'm going to go sit in the malls and behind the plexiglass green with my plexiglass with my eight <laughs> felony isn't that what it's called plexiglass oh same thing whatever i mean serves the same purpose right ah um we we got we uh, took a little trip down to charlotte this weekend and the, the first person we first person we run into uh, is ricky stenhouse, ricky stenhouse I mean, in north shit. lake mall it, it was funny too because we were walking in the opposite direction where he was facing us and for a split second i looked over and i thought in my head Man, it looks like ricky stenhouse and then he kind of like stood up because he was helping his girlfriend pick up something, and I was like, "Is that Ricky Stenhouse?" And lo and behold, it was Ricky yeah, Stenhouse. Ricky Stenhouse. And I mean, if you, if no if, mask, everybody else in the no. mall has a mask on except Ricky he, Stenhouse he's a no and masker. his girlfriend. Yeah, he would he would have fit in really well in Pensacola this weekend, which we'll get into that later too. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're gonna see a driver down in a mall in Charlotte, it's probably gonna be North Lake because they have the Louis Vuitton Gucci store. All the, and which I assume that's where they came from. I don't, I don't see Ricky Stenhouse shopping at the Urban Outfitters down <laughs> right. there. You know, he's not waiting in line for that. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I would have been interested to, to know where they went shopping. I, he had a bag in his hand. I did not make out where it was from. Um, but nonetheless, yeah. We're, how, how weird is that? We see Ricky, yeah, Ricky I Stenhouse. Mean, that's, I mean, you know, you'd, you'd think you'd see him, you know, if you're at the track weekend or something. Nobody noticed him. Driver and, and then, um. Well, I mean, maybe that's just normal down there. It probably, well, yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, if you, if it was like, I mean, they don't just stay, out. they don't just stay in their house. No, and, I mean, well, they maybe well. Plus, know. amidst all those people too, you yeah. Know, I mean, it's you know, they kind of blend. I mean, they blend in like normal civilians. They are like, normal they're not civilians. The type of, they, NASCAR drivers, I mean, most of them are not. You're not going to send a butler out to buy your stuff at the yeah. at the 
you know, buy all your Christmas presents and that type of thing. Although I could see Denny Hamlin doing that. Or Danny. Denny or Samantha. Yeah. I don't know. Samantha seems like one that she goes out and gets her own. I mean, you don't think. Do you think she really cooks? Or do you think they have a cook? I think she does, which is weird because you think you think Kyle would would go all out and get his personal chef, but Samantha seems to be really high on nutrition and yeah. But is that just an Instagram show? I don't know. To be a fly on the wall in the Bush household for a day. And I don't. I don't. I want to. There's a sensitive topic, and I want to make sure I, I don't. You know, are they expecting another baby with a surrogate? I don't know. I I saw that they posted a like. Uh, people's magazine yeah but then i know there was a post a a while ago that was like you know we're so thankful for this person you'll you know learn more about this soon and Hmm. you know so i feel like they're really wanting that second child so we'll we'll see good for him i don't know but yeah um you know down to charlotte it was cold uh it wasn't as cold as it's been here the hornets team store all the (laughs) nba stores are closed every time you come into town somewhere yeah what are you gonna do it is what it is what are you gonna do i'll get him next time i guess uh, but I, I really didn't think about it until like the night we right. were there, and I didn't really expect them to be open on Sundays, anyways. Um, but yeah, it was striking out here with NBA shops. Lakers stores closed in LA. Hornets shop closed in Charlotte. Which and, we and, go good. ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was about to say we we stayed in in downtown Charlotte, which was something new. We we usually kind of stay on the outskirts of uh, North Charlotte, but we stayed. At the hotel where the Fahrenheit is? Yeah. So, that was pretty cool, being downtown. And, um, transitioning now. So, um, you're, you're wrapping up the year and you're, what, are you quitting Twitter? Is that what I'm hearing? Is that what the news release said the other day? The news Connor, release Connor's said the quitting, other day. Quitting, quitting I think Twitter? that's what I said when I walked in here. What's oh, going on? Where do I even begin What's, with I Twitter, I'm, man? I'm, I'm, I don't have any knowledge of what you're about to talk about. Well, uh, about a month ago, I posted a tweet. Oh yeah, about how Twitter is just in NASCAR Twitter in particular, and that's what's really I'm talking about. Even though you can just clump general Twitter into this, uh, NASCAR Twitter is just a toxic place. And since then, I've been less active on Twitter. I'll get there. I'll get on there and like scroll and and see stuff. But I mean, you see the same old things. Whether you're tweeting it or you're reading it, I mean, it's it's the same stuff. And today, I think, was my breaking point to where, like, I, I think I'd been spending less time on Twitter each week um, since we got back from L.A., really when the off season started. And so today, after my workout, I get on Twitter, and it's just like you refresh the feed, and it's the same old stuff every day. Negativity. Um, and I, I feel like the overall conversation on Twitter, regardless of what it's about, is just negative. You know, it's the one social media platform where you can search a name and just see a bunch of negative stuff. Like if you were if you were like a celebrity or you're a NASCAR driver, it's the one platform that you can search your name and just see a bunch of people just dragging it through the dirt. I mean, I think there's a lot of negative. It just shows how many negative people are out there. Well, that and Twitter is different in its own sense from Instagram and YouTube and even podcasting. Which, you know, I like a lot more. I, I, I like Instagram a lot more because I think it's overall more creative. Um, you know, you post something and you, you put a caption with it rather than just, you know, say it. Um, and same thing with YouTube, you know, everything. It's it's kind of like storytelling and stuff. And I feel like the overall um, nature of 
of YouTube and Instagram is more positive. I mean, you got people, you know, sharing their creativity and and music and, and clothing and, and stuff like that. And I feel like Twitter is just Twitter has become this place and NASCAR Twitter in general has become this place where people can kind of anonymous, non anonymously, anonymously tweet something that can be hurtful, uh, false report. I mean, you, you see a lot of that now and you know, and I would, I'll be the first to admit I'm guilty of it myself. I'm guilty of saying some pretty negative things on Twitter and being harsh and, and tweeting things where, you know, I, I read it back over 16 times and I'm like, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Um, but I think I think it's easy for a lot of people to get up on Twitter and type something up really quick and then hit send um, because it's just instant thoughts that come to their head um, rather than, like I said, where Instagram is, you kind of have to be more creative and stuff. And that's you know, leads me to think, you know, the overall topic of Twitter is just negativity and, you know, go ahead. Well, I totally agree with you, but I also think there is an aspect of, you know, some, some NASCAR, you NASCAR Twitter people well, out there that, that have a big following that use the negativity as clickbait and, to get more well, retweets and all that. Yeah. You know who's going to agree with me on that? And you know, who's going to agree with me with what I just said to Dakota Rutledge? Probably, probably, but but don't you see that? Isn't no, that and that was going to be my next point. Is that you know, and I'm not going to name names or anything like that. But we're naming names tonight. <laughs> but the you get on Twitter and you see the same people who you refresh your feed and they're on there. It seems like 24 hours a day. Like it seems like they just sit there on Twitter, and you know they'll post stuff like zero days since NASCAR incident. But it, it's that exact stuff. Oh yeah, that they yeah, the, they post that, for their yes. for their art for their content and their arbitrary likes. Yes. Had had toxic Twitter or toxic NASCAR Twitter not be a thing, they wouldn't have any content to post because I think originally it, it was like kind of tiring to people, but then like you get on it so much and I'm talking about the users who you repeatedly see. You get on there so much and you read so much of it, it becomes your reality and it becomes your mentality. Like you get you get sucked into it almost to where you're you're like feeding and itching for the next person to try and get it, canceled. It, no, you're 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 exactly right because it, it can become very it can become it can make you feel like powerful and make you because, you know, I ran very successful social media for a city and went around, you know, speaking at conferences and those types of things and when you get in the zone and you're and you've got your you've hit the algorithm and and you know what you're posting is gonna is gonna just generate tweets yeah. and likes and stuff, you get this sense of like power and control and like you know you can do whatever you want and it can become dangerous. Well, yeah, and I, and I'm not just talking about um, I'll call them NASCAR content creators. I'm not just talking about them. We we even see prominent media members oh, yeah, doing absolutely. it. False report. Yeah, totally. uh, do you think for clicks? I mean, I'll, I'll mention names in the media. Well, everybody. Um, I mean, Jim Utter. I mean, he's he's oh, a repeated offender. Yeah, um, Matt Weaver, who covered the Snowball Derby, he's been he's been one to false report. Uh, the you know one instance that comes off the top of my head is Blaney last year at Phoenix. He said that Blaney just walked away, neglected to do interviews. He got out of the car to go take a pee. Right. And so ensuing from that Blaney said he would never give him an interview again I don't know if he has or not but it just it becomes this just kind of crock pot of just absolute negativity and cancel culture is bigger than ever you can't say what you want to say you can't you know have your own opinion without it turning political or people just attacking you 
um, for who you are, what you believe, any of that stuff. And it's just negative. And it's just – it's gotten to a point where – this know, has been a horrible year as it is. I mean, yeah. you need any more negativity. Right. Like, and I, it's getting to a point where you get on there so much, and then it kind of consumes you. Like, you, you kind of feel like, you know, you want to be a part of it. And I think spending less time on Twitter, and then today I, I just turned off all, all my Twitter notifications. And it's like, I don't want I don't want to be a part of that NASCAR. Like, I dude, don't get me wrong. I love making nascar content i love doing the podcast that's the one thing about the podcast that i really love uh, one aspect of it is because we can get up on here and say whatever we want to say and really not have to worry about getting canceled for it because a we, we own this platform i mean it's it's ours um and nobody can really come cancel us i mean barring we don't say anything we don't say anything like harm harmful to others we don't attack others on here i mean yeah we say some we say some stuff about some like drivers if they do some stupid stuff but it's never nothing's ever personal and twitter i think it's like when you go after somebody it's personal you're you're digging deep oh yeah you're finding you're finding everything about them and it's just it's become just a pool of negativity so i turning off my notifications getting off twitter for the remainder of the off season to, i don't know for the foreseeable I, I have future never been uh, you know not i won't say never but i've been I've never been sucked into Twitter. Well, um, I wasn't that. You know, well, I'm not saying you are. I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know, I had a Twitter for for the lead. I deleted it. Um, you know, I had my my other one that I used to have for a while, and you know, I have that, but I don't I don't really ever tweet anything on that anymore, and it's more of a, a work Twitter account. But I've never really got like the only time I was like sucked into Twitter was when Ryan Newman crashed and like. People yeah. Were, well, you hit the algorithm algorithm with the Donald well, the Trump, Trump stuff. Thing. Yeah, the Trump. You could have easily right. gone south from that. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people have hit hit the algorithm. Of, but that account doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, I think a lot of people have hit the algorithm and something, and then kind of sold themselves out. You know, it's not even it's not even to the point where people enjoy looking at their content. It's like to the point where people go on the platform to see who they're canceling or see the drama that they're talking about, and it's just become one big like drama. Like I feel like YouTube. For the most part, the reason why I love YouTube so much and spend so much time on there is because, for the most part, there's really no negativity. Yeah, because, you know, it seems like the comments are kind of off to the side. Well, they're off to the side, and unless you're creating the video and read the comments, like, the videos I've created, I've read my comments, and obviously they're not negative. I get, like, three, but, like... I feel like the overall platform is just, you know, you got people doing their own thing in their little niche and, and stuff like that, and Twitter, it's just... It's just bad, and so I've just decided to remove myself from it because the last thing I want to get grouped into is a NASCAR content creator. I think last year, had you asked me, do you want to be a content creator for NASCAR, be known as a NASCAR content creator, I'd be like, man, yeah, that'd be awesome. Now, I don't I don't even want to be mentioned in the NASCAR content creators. I enjoy making the podcast and, and being like creating content for fun. But if you ever stuck um, numbers or a monetary gain or pressure to meet both of those in my face for NASCAR content creation, I wouldn't want to do it because I think that would suck the fun out of it. Kind of just like if you were to slide a contract across the table to me right now and it was a contract to sign any job that I wanted in NASCAR from now until infinity and then ask me, are you doing what you want to do? Are you living where you want to live? And are you happy? No, no, and no. Uh, the contract would have to be that you're living here to take the job. 
Well, not living here, but I mean, if you're working in NASCAR, odds are you're living in North Carolina, living in Charlotte. Um, I just don't think I would. I think NASCAR is is a really fun hobby that I like to cover, and I like to obviously do podcasts for and all that stuff. But in terms of ever working in the sport, I don't think I would want to do it. Last year, if you had asked me that, I'd be like. Connor Sign uh, me up. is having a midlife crisis here on the podcast. Not, I think we've been building up to this the last few weeks, you know, with I'm not your having rants a, and rants. I'm not having a midlife crisis, <laughs> just but, you know, like every 22-year-old, I mean, I don't know what I want out of life, but I just, I know I want more. You want air. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know what I want, but I know I, don't, I want more, and I don't think NASCAR is one of those things where I would want to commit 20, 30, 40 more years of my life working in. And for people who want that, that's great. But I kind of look when I go into like jobs and stuff, or like when I go into hobbies, I kind of like look look at it as like a jack of all trades situation. Well, I think it's good that you're being realistic about it. Um, not not this towards you, but there's a lot of people out there that aren't realistic about it and 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 are going to you know, well, there's a like a, there's believe a lot. that they're going to have careers in NASCAR even when they're 60 years old, and it still is not going to happen. Well, there's a lot of people, and like I'm gonna be really harsh and honest. There's a lot of people who fire off a tweet that gets 600 lights. And they think they're the next best shit to come up in NASCAR. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. And it's just not reality. And, like, you know, NASCAR has always been a great, fun hobby for me to cover and stuff and for me to love. But in terms of, like, working in it, I don't think I would ever want to do that. And, like, like I was trying to say before, you know, looking, you know, going into hobbies and really, you know, jobs or anything I do, I kind of look at it as, like, a jack-of-all-trades situation. You know, like, what's the old saying? Like, master at nothing but good at everything. Like, I, I, you know, I don't try and really be a master in something because I don't see that being, like, something in my life where I can, like, pinpoint something that I'm going to do for 40, 50 years. And my brain just doesn't work that way. I'm all over the place. I'm ADD. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, one minute I'm on one thing, next minute I'm on to another. And, you know, so it's a, that's a double-edged sword, this, sword type of thing. We're having a therapy session here, I feel like. We're diving, it's not a therapy we're, session, we're, we're, but we're I'm, diving into the brain. Not, not a therapy session, but I'm just being honest. I mean, it's just... In, like the reason I think I enjoy skateboarding so much is because a I'm realistic about it. I'm not great at skateboarding. I know my brother's always going to be way better than me, and I'm perfectly fine with that. But I enjoy picking it up when I want to and putting it down when I want to. And while I'm you know picking it up and doing it, I enjoy learning about it. But I'm not too stressed about it whether I'm going to get it good or not. And I think you know on the opposite end of that with NASCAR, I think at one point last year. I was like super stressed because I was like, God, you know, I got to, you know, keep up with all these other NASCAR creators to be relevant. Yeah. yeah. And that just, it, it yeah, kind of sucked the fun out. Eat away at you. It, yeah. It sucked the fun out. And I, you know, it, NASCAR is a really fun hobby. And I know I've said that over and over, but that's all I ever wanted to be. I, I never want to be sucked in as a NASCAR or really for the lead in general to be sucked in as like a NASCAR into the NASCAR content creation because I feel like the content creation bubble has a dark cloud over it of negativity. And I don't want uh, the podcast or our views of, you know, the sport and everything. I I just don't want to be clumped into that because that whole group gets, gets a bad rep and, you know, rightfully so. I mean, go on Twitter for 15 minutes and see what uh, each one of them tweets. No. Uh, we thank you for your service. Um, your services are no longer needed here on this show. I'm just going to mic drop and, and, and walk out of here. Um, but yeah, and I, I think I think honestly, I think a big realization of that, or just in general of just life, came just sitting on the beach in L.A. because it was just it felt so freeing. 
There was no, no, you know, anything, nothing to worry about. The weather was great. And maybe this is my seasonal depression kicking in. It's colder than balls here in, in Virginia. It snowed today. It snowed today. It was even flurrying when I left work. Really? Yeah. No, I think it was. I went out uh, grocery shopping earlier, and I think I saw a couple snowflakes. Yeah. But and I, see, I was pretty I'd, – I'd like to be in, like, Denver right now in a ski resort. I think a ski resort would be pretty fun, but I don't know. It just It's one of those moments or where Aspen. you're just sitting down and you're – Aspen. Aspen. With Mary Samsonite. <laughs> you got room for, room for one more to Aspen? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's one of those situations where you just kind of – have to sit down and realize, or for me at least, that it's like, I don't know what I want out of life. I don't know what I want to do, but I know I want more. And whatever that is, is I'll just face it when it comes, and then that's that. But in terms of being clumped into a NASCAR creator, it's uh, not, not the direction I, I want to go in. All that right. was a big rant. Um, that was a, quite a not, rant. Not that, quite not a that, rant. yeah. I, I pr- did not even know what that meant when we put it in the notes, and... Uh, you went on for twenty minutes. There, well, I, so. I I was just going to touch up on the NASCAR Twitter thing, but then you could, you just start to get to talking. Not, I don't know if anybody who's listening to this actually cares, but you know, I'm just. Oh, I think there's a saying. whole lot of people that are going to be listening to this that totally agree with what has been said here. Yeah, and I think yeah. there's a lot of people that totally agree with what's been said here and may not admit it publicly that they. Totally well, agree. and here's the thing: when I posted my tweet, basically not saying exactly what I said, but just about the overall negativity of NASCAR Twitter, a lot of people tweeted back and said that they agreed, but then continued to participate <laughs> in the toxicness that is NASCAR, whether it is reporting negative stuff, talking negatively, and it's like They're if you're going in their own world, it's like God, man, it, I don't know. It's like a lot of people agree to it, like they'll nod their head to it, but they they don't like they're like, oh yeah. But then they see they see the arbitrary likes and the attention that it gets. And it's just not reality. Like, Twitter's not reality. Right. If Twitter, it, it, like, it left tomorrow, guess what? Life goes on. That's what I was going to say. These, so. Some of these people would, you know, go jump It'd off the cliff. It'd be in the world. It'd be in the world. <laughs> it's like. So. Oh. I don't think, oh. <laughs> All right. Um, well. That's going to wrap up the show for today. And that's all we got today for Fellow Lead. Hope, hope you enjoyed the episode. Hey, the Christmas countdown's on. We can hardly fit into this room right now. There um, is a Are you lot feeling claustrophobic because the pre- I do have claustrophobia, but no, I, I'm the not feeling... The presents are quite... Um, they're stacked up... Extraordinary. Almost taller than the TV, and you have the TV mounted on the wall. Yeah, it's... Um, I think this is maybe the, the most ever. Um, presents? Or just... Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, this is like this is like maybe the most ever in my life. And we're st- it's only December seventh. I know, and I feel like did I say this to you? I think I did. Maybe I said it to somebody else. Um, I just I feel like there's not enough. <laughs> just uh, just like the NASCAR Twitter people, they can just it's never I enough. Feel like there's never not enough, enough presents. Never enough drama. I mean, I feel never like I need enough to find stuff to wrap up for there to be more presents. Yeah. Uh, and I've got to start wrapping the stockings. <laughs> you got to unwrap the stockings. To get I've to got uh, I've got a family Christmas party coming up this weekend. Yeah, uh, how are you feeling about that? Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be gonna be a gonna be a doozy yeah. of a party. Yeah. I'm gonna spread everybody out, everybody out. You know, and hey, this is like in... a, I don't want this to be a super spreader event. Uh, you know, so you got COVID you know, going around. Got, you know. Uh, people in different rooms and you know i, I will there be tell ma- the people will there be mask wearing there will be and you're I, gonna make <laughs> you're gonna make your family yeah, wear a mask well some of them will be my, my grand 
parents will be wearing masks. My mm. mother and aunt and uncle, they've all had COVID, so they're not, I think they're They're like just immune. here to spread the an- antibodies. <laughs> um, but there's going to be a rule where you can't just go up to the table and dip something in the veggie tray and stand there. If you want food, you need to get it, put it on a plate, and walk away from yeah, the food you table. You say that, and that, that's when little Caroline is going to run up and dip her two well, fingers okay. in that's, the that's chocolate. Okay. That's okay. That's not really aimed at her. Yeah. <laughs> or that's when your mom's going to walk up. <laughs> I had to say that. That's when your mom's going to walk up and grab the bowl and just lick the take chocolate a, right take out Take that it. cucumber and just do one hell of a dip into yeah. the ranch dressing. And then with one hell of dip. a dip into something else <laughs> and, and, then, and, then, and then bite it and then dip <laughs> it right back again. <laughs> Double and, dip. And I'm watching as ranch <laughs> droppings are going on the tablecloth, and I'm just about to lose my mind. What a nightmare. Ugh. Just, oh, my goodness. You know, because I, you're I don't like OCD ever... about cleaning and stuff. Yeah, like and everything. I... I'm like, I, I'll be walking around the house cleaning up after people, and, like, I'll see somebody drop something on the floor while they're eating because some of my family are sloppy eaters, and it'll just drive me crazy. Well, and they just won't even. That's care. what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know if I could ever host any holiday oh parties. Gosh. The few, the few gatherings such parties I've hosted uh, in the past. It's like, it, yeah, the thought is cool, but then you oh, wake yeah. up the next day and you see the cleanup that ensues. And when you have OCD like I do, to the point of where the the entertainment system shifted an eighth of an inch. Oh yeah. Then oh, I'm in there adjusting that carpet every. It five drives minutes. you crazy. Yeah, I do the same because Nigel will run on. Yes, the kids, kids mess the carpet yeah. up. I've started to tuck it, lift the couch up, and, and put the on corners the on there so it doesn't mess up. Yeah, uh, and I'm you know I'm like making all the food for this shrimp cocktail, veggie trays, uh, cheesecake bites, ham, Brussels sprouts, green beans. <laughs> Mamma mia! <laughs> when people walk in, just be dressed like an Italian I'm, chef. <laughs> And talk Italian too. Shave everything down to a mustache. Uh, so yeah, it's um, it's gonna be gonna be quite exciting. What do you want for Christmas? I don't know. I, what do you get? It's someone who has everything. You know, I've got it all. I've got <laughs> I've got a cat. I've got a a, a four hundred square foot apartment. Uh, got a bunch of bills and a car payment. You know. So what do you what do you get? I'm just kidding. I don't I don't know. Um. I've never been like a big. I love Christmas, but Christmas it was never like a a big, massive gift opening thing. the The most fun I've had on Christmas when I was a kid and stuff was waking up early, opening the few gifts we got, and then literally plopping down on the couch, eating my weight in preacher cookies, and watching NBA basketball all day. That was like Christmas, uh, for me from like eighth to senior year in high school um and even beyond that to be honest but you know as an, when i was a kid it was like the one big gift you wanted to get so like one year we got um bb guns um red rider bb guns no they were they were camo ones and um got a trampoline it was funny yeah the trampoline Did, uh, yeah and that was the big gift last year like yeah the, the three not for you the, no not for but me you were the first one to jump on it right the three big gifts for me that i can recall as a kid and cole would be better to have on here for that but uh we we got real like actual replica wwe championship belts one year he got the intercontinental there's one in the basement i've got yeah, one in the basement that one was cole's and then i got the heavyweight championship not that now resides in the trophy case at k spring high school um and uh, that's a different story for a different day. Um, one year it was the BB guns, but those quickly got taken away from us because we got the BB guns, and it wasn't 
30 minutes after we open the gifts, my grandma hears, ah, outside. I'm I'm running in the backyard away, holding my gun as Cole's just chasing after me, lighting oh me up God. in the oh back. Oh, my God. With a BB gun? Yeah, with the little BB gun. I just lit, lit me up in the back or whatever. Cause I, cause Probably I, looked like he had a... Uh, I shot him in the ankle. Had, uh, and he was pissed. Chicken pox on your back. Yeah, it was, it was, well, I was wearing like a, a winter type coat, so it wasn't as bad, but I, what hurt the most was when he shot me in the back of the leg, like in the back of the thigh. Gosh. Um, so he lit me up. Those got taken away quick. And then the WWE, I mean, the, the trampoline turned into a WWE ring really fast and we had a lot of fun on I that. I can't believe that you haven't, you didn't, you've never broken a bone, right? No, I've never, the, the most injured I've got aside from basketball was I sprained my knee. Um, on the trampoline once, I got kicked right in the kneecap uh, wrestling on there. And then one time, uh, Cold, like, jumped up to dropkick me, and he kicked me right in the eye and gave me a black eye. And that's the most I've ever had, knock on wood. I've never, never broken a bone, well, which is really uh, crazy to think about. With sounds how like you don't want anything for Christmas, so we can mark your name off the list. What do you want for Christmas? Well, you know, I buy my own presents and wrap them. So in September, you d- you dabbled around about an Apple Watch, though. Have you made a I final know, decision on that? I'm not going to get an not Apple, gonna watch. Apple Watch. I'm, I'm I'm trying to give back to others, as you can see. You know, I'm spending. Uh, I like I, I like to buy things for other people. Well, Cole asked me. But what I also I, like to buy things for. Me. He asked right. what I wanted for Christmas. Yeah, Cole. Well, he gave you your Christmas <laughs> present. <laughs> what? I guess. That was rent for the shed back there that was not a christmas i think present. i think he bought the shed for, he bought the shed 90 percent of the stuff Cole in asked what you wanted uh he asked what i wanted and i told him i didn't want anything um from him but i wanted him to volunteer with me one day this month at the rescue mission oh um to serve food and he said he would look at uh weekend that he's open and not working and let me know see um, i um you know my memory is like fading <laughs> and like you do remember, like, where do we go to DC or somewhere and bought all those bought clothes? Oh yeah, and that like, was back in August. And I can't remember any of them, so I'm gonna yeah. be opening them. Like, what is this? And it's like that is like, the one thing about buying gifts in like the summertime and wrapping them. I don't know how you do that. I'm I've never been one to like a buy something for myself and then wait to open it. It's it, and it can be B, difficult. Like. Because I wouldn't want to forget A and then B, like it's just like the excitement of when you get a gift in the mail that you ordered. Yeah, you, you waited you a week like for. that. You like that. Yeah. So and I, then I when it doesn't show up and you go online and it says waiting I called, for more information, I called FedEx today too. What'd they say? On my break, and it, it was like I gave them my tracking number, and they said it was out for delivery. Oh, okay. Well, and it, but it still shows like a pending, like oh, yeah, the the, I don't the know. with the COVID thing and everybody buying stuff. Online, it's been a disaster. I mean, I've had to walk up down the streets picking up boxes. I'll get an alert that says this has been delivered, and I'll look on the porch and there's nothing there. So I'm literally, you know, I went next door, uh, got the box off the porch, and had my name on it. It's like ridiculous. They've done that often, though. They would often deliver like John or the people across the street their stuff, like their big boxes and stuff, to our house. We're like, we didn't. Yeah, and now there's all these little U-Haul trucks that are out driving around, like U-Haul trucks. Probably because they don't have enough UPS or FedEx I think that's why there's a lot of U-Haul trucks near you, because they're using those U-Haul trucks and and renting them out and using them. Yeah. That's why they're stocked up on U-Haul trucks there. Uh, Like, I'm really anxious to open my, uh, to put my TV up in my kitchen. Oh, my gosh. So, literally, we, we joke about there being a TV in every room in this house. Like Ricky Bobby, there is literally a TV about to be up in every single room in this house except the the bathroom down Do you think here, the TV sure would fog comes. up if it were in the bathroom and somebody was in the shower? If you turn the, the fan TV on, maybe not. Fog up. 
Well, when I have a race on, then I can just be in, I can walk from room to room. I'm never going to miss a moment of the race. God, your your electric bill is going to go off the roof. No, actually, I don't. I don't think so. I think. Um, but realistically, when are you ever going to watch that TV in the in the kitchen? You're well, not in the kitchen often. Uh, well, I believe you're going to be in there often. To be cooking. Am I not like turned into a chef? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you're going to be in there. A lot this coming up weekend. Well, right, but yeah, but it's like you know, then I can like have YouTube on, looking at somebody making a food, making food, and I can replicate it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you know, I'm I'm excited about the clothes that I got. There's like a North Face book bag for traveling. Um, totally forgot you got you of, got that. A lot of clothes under there. And uh, do you even know where your presents are? Are you gonna have to like look through? Do you list? Do you name them like to so and so from whatever? Well, you know, I've gotten to the point where I just, you know, the ones that have tags drop. I do it kind of fancy a uh, uh, Saturday, a uh, Sunday when we got back. Uh, so like, you know, the ones that have tags, those are for me or mine. Don't have the, the tags that hang down, but those ever, are the first ones I put tags on. The rest of them, I just kind of use a sharpie and write the first letter of the name, and that's it. You ever wrapped a gift and forgot to name it, and then put yes, it that, the tree, oh, yeah, and you're yeah. like, uh, Well, I was looking last night. I was sitting right here on the ottoman, and I was looking down at the present. I was like, that doesn't have a name on it. And then I was like, whose is this? Mystery box. Yeah, it's, so if it, typically if it doesn't have a name on it, typically it's mine. But I'm trying to remember. I feel like there's some other good stuff under there for me. And I can't you're you're opening up this big box with no name on it, thinking it's yours. It's going to be like American Girl doll. There's a big neck massager in there, which is I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. So um, there's a North Face. There's some North Face stuff in there. I'm looking what's, for. What's the hot gift for kids this year for Christmas? You know, know. like I every year it's like a toy a that everybody gift. wants. See, I don't know. I don't think I bought a hot gift for the kids. Like, you know, Emma's getting a vlogging video camera. You know, she's getting a bunch of Lego architecture stuff, which is, you know, like the White House, the Statue of Liberty, a bunch of NASA space stuff. Like, Caroline's getting a riding Jeep, and, um, you know, this kid who's a YouTube star, what's his name? Just lost his name. He's this little kid. Ryan's World. Hattie's getting a hoverboard, but those have been around for a while. Yeah. Um, so... But there's no, like, one specific toy this year. You know how, like... No, I don't know. There is. Past... I mean, there may be, but I don't know. Is it the PS5? I don't know. Oh, well, I don't know. That, whew. Well, that would be kind of modern day. I mean, I remember back then when I was a kid, oh, I think yeah. one year it was, like, the Toy Story, like, oh, yeah. all, all the sets well, right. for that, because I got that. When I was a kid, it was, like, Batman, uh, Beetlejuice, Ghostbusters, uh, Ninja Turtles. Those were some of the big gifts. And I... Mm. See, I, on my dad's side... This is what this was a it was it was like this it was massive Christmas on yeah. my dad dad's side so that's where that's where what I happened when people from. play with your toys we have a video we have video from 1990 and my cousin came over and I wasn't there I, I my parents were divorced so I was at my mom I'd gone to my mom's and all my Christmas presents had been opened and uh, and my cousin came over and you can hear my grandmother on the video say don't touch those toys those are timothy's <laughs> rotten man well, uh, uh, quick story when i say we didn't have like really big christmas as a kid this will justify that the one year we had a like a pretty big christmas was when we got the championship the wwe championship belts we just ended up getting like a lot of clothes and some other stuff i don't know my grandpa must have made a few extra dollars in the business that year to to get us some more stuff but after we were done opening everything, we were like all sitting there as like the coolest part of Christmas when we had it with my family was like opening all the gifts and then just the dining room to be littered 
in like wrapping paper, almost like a ball pit of wrapping paper. And so we got done opening gifts one year. We're all just kind of sitting there, and Cole starts crying. And we're like, Cole, what's wrong? And he's like seven, six, seven, eight years old. And he's like, we got so much toys. I don't know what to play with. And he's like God. started crying. And we were like, what are you doing? So, yeah, that, that goes to show. We didn't. I got have, pissed like, off one Christmas. I didn't get what I wanted, and I threw a fit. See, I've, I've never had that happen. Like, I've never, never like, not gotten, like, something that I really wanted and, like, had a meltdown. So that's why I just buy my own presents now because I know I'll get what I want. Well, that's yeah. I mean, that knocks that out my. And I, I do, I do, I can't stand the wrapping paper all over the place. That that's like I have to bring the trash, the the big trash can, like wheel it into the foyer. Like the telly, the, the Teletubbies vacuum. Yeah, you know, I cannot all stand all this wrapping paper in the foyer. Like you open a gift, the wrapping paper has to go in the trash immediately. What? Like, I'm not that bad. The whole bad. room can't be full of. You want the whole room full of wrapping paper? I enjoy Look at all this wrapping paper. I enjoy the aroma of the room looking like shit for like five minutes well yes now yes yeah i agree well it's like breaking up a leaf pile and then jumping in it the other thing that has to happen is all the tool everything that's opened has to be put in a section for each kid and then a picture has to be taken of it oh yeah we didn't do all that when we when we were you know when i was a kid it wasn't it wasn't like all that i mean they'd take an occasional picture like with our you gotta take a picture with everything yeah, no, and that's why I'm just going to have the cameras up rolling so I can just freeze frame all the shots and they can just like be pictures. Christmas probably takes five and a half hours over here. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, we'd it's get a up, big ordeal. We'd it's, get up at like 6.30, quarter to 7 and do stockings first. Obviously, you got to do stockings first. And then we'd do that for like 30 minutes. Then we'd all migrate to the other dining room and open our gifts and it maybe took like 30 minutes to an hour and then after that everybody kind of went their separate ways my grandma went in the kitchen made breakfast i started watching nba see uh, yeah that's the coolest part about christmas day is is nba basketball that um there is that there is like the moment of like sadness and depression that comes when everything's opened and you know it's like okay well it's over it's over and then a week later, you're shopping for next year's Christmas. Well, that's and why I feel like tough. there needs to be just more, leave the tree up all year there round. Needs to be more gifts because that will continue. It will continue on. Like if yeah. we can go on to the next day and there's still gifts to be open. Wasn't well, there such thing as like a post Christmas thing where like people like have a Christmas and then like a week later, right before New Year's, they have like a second type. You know, I don't know about that, Christmas. but like what used like to, what Hanukkah. One thing we used to do is like you know like because you look at all these gifts here. You need to take a picture of all these gifts and post it on our Twitter or our Instagram for people to get context of what this looks you, like. Yeah, you, you see all these gifts here, but like, this isn't like Santa. Santa's still got to come. Santa's got COVID, so he's not coming. I told my little um, niece and nephew that. You know, so like the other room in a normal situation, like last year, for example, you know, the living room, the, this room looks similar to this, just not as many presents, and then there were just as many presents delivered from Santa in the other room. Uh, and so sometimes what would happen is, you, you know, Santa would be the day of Christmas and then the next day you open up the family gifts. So you would open up Santa gifts on Christmas and then other gifts the day after Christmas. Right. I think the closest thing we did to that was like Christmas Eve. They would let us open like one gift. Yeah. Well that, happened. but we don't, we'd often elect not to do that because we didn't get, we didn't get like a crazy amount of gifts. So we were like, Oh, we'll right. save them for tomorrow. I, I, you know, you got the new fireplace done. I see uh, Bo Bandy lost a lot of weight to fit his skinny ass down the down the, down the chimney this year. <laughs> Eat up all the cookies. Oh my gosh, I'm just I just got that. 
<laughs> just pick that up. I just did. Randy, uh, get down the chimney. I sent Randy a message saying, hey, good for you. I didn't even recognize you. I'm proud of you. What do you say? He said, thanks, man. Yeah, it's been a lot of hard work. I'm sure it has. So, uh, Randy, so like a side note, nobody Greg says, get down the chimney. Nobody knows what, what we're talking about. But do you think I need to buy, do you think I need to buy, do you think I need to buy people more gifts? I mean, I, I think... Yeah, I, I don't know. You need you need like a you need an eight ball. Do I need to buy any more gifts? You want to shake the eight ball? Remember when we used to do the eight ball here? Dude, oh, I, I don't think you I still have got the eight ball out. we might have to bring back Magic Eight Ball for twenty twenty. All right, wow, we're we're still not even to NASCAR notes. No, and but this is these are like the best episodes where we can we're ramble on about our lives. Minutes in, we can ramble about our lives and not really have to be on a time crunch where we got to talk about Ricky Stenhouse and how right. he crashed on lap one. So that's why I like about the off-season podcast is we can ramble on about our personal lives. You guys get to know us better on a personal end, and we uh, we probably overshare some stuff and let you dip into our like like just like the Christmas stuff. Probably shouldn't have told you I got lit up by a BB gun when I was eight years old, but that's let me ask you this though. Back to just wrapping up Christmas. So you know, if you're a relative of mine and you come over here for Christmas. And you walk into this room and you see all these massive gifts. And then... There's none for me? <laughs> well, no. You get handed like a little jar with a pack of pretzels in it. Mm. Uh, you know, caramel-filled pretzels. And the jar says like Merry Christmas on it. And mm. it's, you know, to whoever. Are you feeling pissed off? Or no. are you feeling thankful? Hey, it's the thought that counts. No. Like, because... I'm not asking like, like you... you uh, uh, like if you were a family member of mine. Yeah, no. Um, something similar to that. Christmas night for many, many, many years, we would go to my grandfather's sister's house, and she had a big house by the lake, or whatever. And they would wait. Their entire family would wait. They're like the whole family, like aunts, uncles, cousins, all that stuff, would gather up at their place and open presents. They just combine their Christmases. And all opened their presents that night at their house. And we were the only family that didn't loop into theirs. And we did our own thing. But we would go. Because it was like one big Christmas party. So for many years, Cole and I would show up and watch all of our relatives that were kids open their crazy gifts. And we just kind of sit there. And, and it was kind of entertaining to see. It did kind of like, it was like, meh, well... Yeah, it's not as fun for us to watch, but, I mean, at that point, we were already hyped about the stuff we, that we got. We were like, we just want to go home and play with our but toys. But what if you're an adult and you're continuously saying to me, can't wait to see what I got, can't wait to see what I got, and mm. you come in and then you get a handed a, 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 a jar with some... A four for 15 jar of pretzels. <laughs> with pretzels in it. Like, are you feeling... I don't know. You, do you have that pressure on you? Are you feel, no, I don't, okay. actually. I'm like, you know, no, absolutely not. Like... Uh, if you want to, if like you want to make a big deal about it, get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna throw people out here on on your Christmas party? No, nobody from my family's like listening to the podcast. Yeah, this week. Not. They're gonna be surely. They're gonna be disappointed. But are when they you? Walk I mean, if Sunday. you've got somebody who's constantly in your ear saying, "I can't wait to see what my present is," and it's a jar of pretzels, are you feeling? Uh, how are you feeling? Uh, pressured. No. How are you feeling? Being that person who gets the jar of pretzels. Like, are you, are you like, uh, wow, this is my gift? Or are you actually going to like think it's the thought that counts? Should, shouldn't it be the thought that counts? It should be the thought that counts. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the thought that counts. It should be. Unfortunately, for a lot of people's minds, that's not what counts. 
for me, for me, I I, I well, could care of, less. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of the same way. Though. Well, yeah, you you would be like, can't wait to see my gift, and then you show up and I give you a sleeping bag, and you're like, this sucks, this sucks, and it goes to the window. <laughs> All right, it, you you bring it home and you're pissed off, sling it in, sling it in the closet, and you never touch it. Uh, you wouldn't have ever got a sleeping bag gifted to you. And then fire off some texts. And fire off, fire off some texts. I cannot believe you got me a Christmas sleeping bag for, for my present. You knew I wanted that Apple Watch, you piece of shit. All you gave me was some pretzels. I'm done. I'm done. Some pretzels. And I am done. I'm done. Don't text me back. I'm done. Don't text me back. All right. Whew. And then proceed, proceed to double text. Like, are you just going to read that and not respond? And then proceed to say, so, what, what time are you, what time, what time are you, what, what time are you coming over? What time are you coming over? What time are you coming over? Holy cow. Like, talk, about a, been, talk about a whirlwind. I'm like about to cry here. This talk about a flipping world, <laughs> whirlwind. You sit pissed off. Like, it's like a, that's like a clock going counterclockwise. You're pissed <laughs> off. You're sending a fire. I can't believe you get me this gift. Don't ever talk to me again. And then text them back. Not the time to not respond. Not the time to not respond. And then text back 30 minutes later. What time are you coming over? <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. You know, do you ever laugh where like the back of your head right here starts to hurt? Yeah, I did like, today at work. Oh my gosh. I did today at work. We were talking about Christmas movies. And I, I was thinking about my Ooh. favorite Christmas movie. And I just started laughing just because uh. the... The whole plot. And what movie. is that? Elf? No, no, it's actually not. It's um I posted on my Instagram story. It's uh oh, really? it's Friday oh, after next. I saw that. I didn't know what that was. Christmas <laughs> in the Hood. Yeah. That uh, is one of the funniest movies in existence, man. I I was laughing trying to cuz nobody at work had ever seen it and I was trying to explain it and I just could not get through it without historically <laughs> hysterically laughing. So. All right. Well, I think we can uh, are we good to move on from this topic? We are good to move on from this guy. I hope everybody enjoyed that yeah, as much as is, we did. Quite, I mean, this has been this is like one of my funnest episodes. I feel like this is episode of the year. Fun. Uh so to NASCAR notes now. Um you watched, I guess, some of it or all of it, or the Snowball Derby, which happened uh, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, we got back from Charlotte, and the Snowball Derby was on. And how was that? Uh, for the most part, it was really good. A really long, super late model race. Um, I think uh, they had a few cautions and stuff, but I think really the biggest part um, about Snowball Derby week slash weekend, which obviously is a huge event. It's such a big deal for super late model racers and for people down in Pensacola. You know, they love – that event, pack it out, sell it out every year, which was really surprising to see this year. But um, the Snowflake 100 on Saturday was the big thing because Stephen Nassie, which a little little backstory on Stephen Nassie, last year he jacked up the tires off Time Jeski and dumped him on a restart. Um, he went on to win and then failed technical inspection and lost the Snowball Derby. Snowflake 100, which is the pro late model race on Saturday night, um, it was like it was a great race. Him and Bubba Pollard were battling neck and neck for the win. Last lap, they go into turn three. Nassie dumps Pollard, wins the race, gets DQ'd for dumping him. Okay, and this was like an Arnhart to Terry Labonte bump and run, but Pollard just lost it and spun out. And they DQ'd him and gave the win to the third place guy. I, I'm sorry, I don't know his name. Um, but in terms of the race yesterday, had a had a pretty pretty stouted uh. You know, Cup driver Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott yeah. in the field yesterday. Um, Noah Gregson was also down there, attempted to make the race. He failed. 
Mm, um, see you know. Noah. But um, just don't feel bad about that. Yeah, I, I don't really care too much about that. Um, racing for James Finch uh, was Chase Elliott, which was really cool to kind of see him, you know, back in a super late model. Kyle Busch also really cool to see him down there. Um, Kyle started ninth. I, I think Chase started in the back yeah. since he had to get. He won the last chance qualifier to get in. Both were looked super good early. Kyle was drove up to third, I believe, at one point was contending for second. Um, they kept having these competition cautions. Oh, really? Yeah, there's and there's like a set competition caution with like 20 or 15 to go or whatever, just so teams can't get a competitive advantage and hire like these, like, you know, KBM oh, would hire like okay. a cup pit crew to come down there. Yeah. So it evens out the playing field. And so, um, I don't know, the last few stops, Kyle, Kyle kind of like lost the handle of his car. He ended up finishing like seventh. Chase drove up to third. Um, and, um, you know, in the closing laps there, there were one, two, three uh, under a blanket. And Ty Majeski was able to pass um, Derek Thorne, I believe, in in win. And I predicted Majeski to win. He deserved it. He had a, it was a long time coming for him. Um, but I didn't realize the the post race inspection was so rigorous. Like the officials check your body for a traction control switch. Like it's it's crazy. Like they don't they can't interview um, second, third, fourth, fifth place guy until their car clears tech. It's so weird. They're they're so particular down there to make sure the playing field is even. And if you fail tech, you're done. You're booted for the weekend. You're done. So um, yeah, it, start, it was it was a good snowball derby. No masks. No masks. No. Um, <laughs> which is embarrassing. That you know we hit on it. I feel like every podcast, but we're nine months now into a global pandemic. Um, look like nobody there in the pits were wearing masks, with the exception of Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch and his guys were ma- were wearing masks. Nobody else, literally nobody else was wearing masks. If you look at the the picture that they took yesterday pre-race of all the drivers, nobody has a mask on except Kyle Busch, which is crazy. Like how can a the county, you know, Pensacola County put on an event that yeah, large? I'm surprised that yeah, I'm surprised and not have a mask mandate or yeah. not have a capacity cap. What state is this? Florida. Florida. Well, it is Florida, you know, oh. things considered. Um if that tells you anything. But um. Yeah. Just surprising that they could put the whole show on for one and have max capacity. There's many people that they that was there that were there. Um, I would love to see the COVID numbers that turn out after this week. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a good event. It was a good race. Watch it the last two years now. Both pretty good races. Um, like I said, very long. But con- congrats to Ty Majeski on 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 the win. He he deserved it. Yeah. Um. I- tried to watch it but i was wrapping presents so. <laughs> you couldn't quite make I it literally got home well I, I dropped you off and then i went shopping again and then, yeah. I, and then I got home and just started wrapping presents uh some other nascar news uh, to some nascar news Corey lajoy has announced uh, spire he's gonna go with spire so that's uh, we spire thought that was uh, gonna happen yeah the second car from spire the number seven car and this is they purchased this charter from lfr Okay. So, and we we listened to his his podcast episode where he kind of came out and was talking um, about it, and um, I don't know. He he believes it's going to be a good long term move. He was They're talking about stuff from Hendrick, and, and yeah, he was talking about how he had other opportunities in Xfinity that was probably be good short term gain, um, but he felt like he saw a lot of you know some longevity in this move. So, you know, pressure's on for yeah. for Spire. You know, they can't come out here and and dud. I mean. Cool Joy, he's, he's kind of been a backmarker driver. Obviously very talented, but have raced for backmarker teams for, 
you know, his whole career. So, and you know a little bit more about this than I do, but spotters are switching teams. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe the biggest, um, <clears throat> like kind of off, not driver, um, news. Clayton Hughes, who is or was Martin Truex Jr. spotter for all those years. I mean, as we most famously hear sometimes, stage winner MGJ. Clayton Hughes is moving over to um, spot for Michael McDowell. Um, Drew Her- Herring, I believe, is spotting for Truex next year. Um, Earl Barbin has left Hendrick Motorsports and actually going to yeah, he's going to spot for Jimmy and yeah. IndyCar. I think that's really cool mm-hmm. that they're sticking together. Like that. Um, and then you know Larson's going to bring in his guys. Um, but yeah, those were the two the two spotter offseason moves that I kind of like raised my eyebrow on. I, I definitely didn't see Clayton Hughes leaving Truex and especially going to McDowell. Mm, yeah. But um, yeah, that's interesting um, as it is. Bob Levine has been doing some, uh, some tweeting. Yeah, he's been airing out NASCAR's dirty laundry, and I love it. I love it. So, and shout out to Bob Levine. Okay. Wait a minute now. Bob Levine on Twitter, but he loves Bob Levine on there well, airing dirty laundry about NASCAR. Well, this is the one thing that I would hope and I wish Bob Levine was going to do when he left the sport was air out the dirty laundry and all. He should write a book. And all the shitty stuff that NASCAR does behind everybody's back. And, you know, everybody, including you know some of our friends, like to you know kiss NASCAR's ass and everything they do is just great. When you know there's a lot of shady stuff they do on the back end, and I think Levine aired that out. And some tweets this past week when he basically said that NASCAR, that the power, all the power in terms of NASCAR is in the network's hands. NASCAR just has the rules. The networks own everything else. So NASCAR, from the network, Fox, gave NASCAR to give the teams the ultimatum of, A, having practice and qualifying next year, which would, like, cost a lot of money to do for the teams. Or B, not have any of that and run the the Bristol Dirt Race. And so teams were forced the hand to do the Bristol Dirt Race because they couldn't afford to do practice and qualifying all next year and have all this, like, equipment. You know, they're racing the same equipment and stuff and, you know, risking having to build new equipment for something that they're only going to use a year would be throwing away a lot of money. So NASCAR was kind of strangled out by the network to force them to do the Bristol dirt race, even though they gave them the ultimatum, it's kind of like saying, Hey, you want to eat this rotten tomato or you want to eat this fresh tomato, you know? Mm-hmm. So that is kind of what, you know, na- the networks have kind of got a stranglehold of NASCAR and NASCAR just owns the rules. And I think it's interesting that Levine kind of put it that way too, because he's not afraid to, no, well, he has- and shout out to Bob Levine. Give me a follow back on, on Twitter this week, but <laughs> uh, Connor gets <laughs> Sorry, Bob, you won't be seeing any tweets from <laughs> right. me anytime soon, but I, I appreciate, you know, and it, it was funny because, He's a loyal listener. yeah, it was funny because somebody put out a tweet and it was like, if you were a NASCAR driver, what would your number be and why? Well, he's and it, it was like one of my tweet, it was one of my responses where I'm sitting on the toilet, literally, and I was like, hmm. so I was like 95 because at Bob Levine is the GOAT. He spent some uh, quality time with us down at Martinsville. Three minutes later, I get a like and a follow back from Bob Levine. So, he's on there all the time. Yeah, so I, I don't know. When I decide to go back on Twitter and, and scroll through feed, the first first profile I'm going to is Bob Levine and reading through his thread because I would love to, to have like a 20-minute conversation just with him now. make a Twitter list and it's only got Bob Levine in it. Honestly, yeah, and, and just look at his tweets and stuff. 
So, uh, so yeah. Fontana is being moved to Daytona. This Road is ridiculous. I've not seen this. So where did the, you see this? Um, I saw a report from Adam Stern okay. yesterday when I woke up, and people have been talking about it um, briefly. It's because they're because COVID. It just being oh, in California. It's because they were just going to get an early start on destroying the track. No. Um, but it just doesn't make sense. Well, then so there's. Let's literally. Are saying, is this the second race of the year? Well, it's not the set. Was California second? No. I don't know. It's so like third Chase or fourth. going to get a win early in the year. Yeah. And the thing I don't understand is, like, okay, we're going to a road course. Uh, you know, we're going to litter the schedule with the road course. And we have now seven road courses on the schedule. Why can't. NASCAR save money, more money, and just go an hour up the road to Martinsville or a couple hours to the west to Bristol rather than go all the way down to Daytona to put on this spread out field. Like the, the Daytona road course was very spread out. Maybe that's what the network wants. You're probably right, to be honest with you. The network, and this is what's so frustrating, is that the power lies within, okay, for one, Fox. Who puts on, arguably, my high school can put on a better broadcast of the football games than yeah, Fox can. Not, not and they're over there trying to control the narrative as to where we go because of who's going to do well. And that's just the truth. I mean, we're not going to go to, you know, we're, we're not going to cater to someone who sucks. Like, we're obviously the sport does better, the fans love it more when Chase Elliott wins. So what's what's the network gonna do? We're gonna go to a track that Chase is damn good at, and we're gonna get our numbers up because we're gonna have a lot of fans who want to watch Chase win. So I think that's that's stupid, in my opinion. I mean, whatever. Seven road courses, seven wins for Chase. I don't I'm know. Gonna, no, I'm gonna actually predict uh, Chase is not gonna do as well in the road courses this years, So we'll see. Uh, I don't see them falling off. To be honest with you, they're, they're pretty stout. I mean, he's. We talked about this after I'm the Roval. Lowering expectations. Yeah, but we talked about this after the Roval. They look light years. That nine team looks light years ahead of everybody else on road courses. So the Daytona 500 going to have limited capacity. That's been confirmed. That's not really surprising to me, honestly. I think a lot of people acted surprised by that because we're having vaccines yeah, pushed out this this, this month. Yeah, this but it ain't over. over. Just like these vaccines are going to medical workers and then then to the high-risk people. Then yeah. it's going to take months and months and months for all this to and happen. To put it in retrospective, it's like getting shot in the leg, going to the hospital and they put in a patch over it. Doesn't mean the pain's going away. Right. You can get the vaccine, but it doesn't mean the virus is going away either. And I have some people reach out and they're like, are you guys going to the 500 this year? No. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's not, and I ain't really sad about it to be honest with you. I mean, I, I'm not, I wouldn't itching to be like I want to get back to the 2021 500. What would you rather do instead? I'd rather go to L.A. It seems it seems like all the best racing happens when we're in L.A. Anyways, so. Um, yeah, so Chase wins the 500, right? Or Kyle finally Kyle wins, wins the 500. It, you know? So no to answer people who have reached out. Timothy and I will not be at the Daytona 500 this year. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll return in, in 22 with a new girl. I don't know. Who knows? But limited capacity. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, Pensacola didn't, they, they didn't care. Yeah. So. We'll see. I'm uh, probably like 20,000. Uh, speaking of COVID, uh, some NASCAR teams actually got financial help from the, 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 who? Coronavirus relief. Not like RCR got eight mil, an eight million dollar loan that I don't even think from don't even where think they pay back from the stimulus money, and like some other teams, Ganassi I think got money. Uh, some other teams. LFR got money. I don't believe that was listed in the what? In the story. 
Um, so yeah, so I mean, it's and like, this wasn't yeah. NASCAR's doing, or was this? No, no, just this was applying for federal aid. Um, wow. So I mean, what you don't know is is um, you know this is where businesses can apply for federal aid, and yeah. I mean, like you know where you work, I'm sure did the same thing. Um, Maybe, but. What you don't know is I also did that for the podcast company that we have, and I got, you know, I had to lay you off, so I got, I got some money. Breaking in stimulus money without me knowing. <laughs> Dalton, you got a hand in this, too? You listening? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't know so, that. Yeah. I didn't know that teams could. Yep, because wow. they're a company. They're a company just like anybody that's, else. That's true. No wonder, no wonder they built that state-of-the-art Damn war room over at RCR. No they took they all ran that. so well there in the chase with yeah. uh, with Austin. They got a big old eight million dollar check. That, to took quit. that eight million and built a damn war room yeah, up there in RCR to, to run out of. Yeah, Richard, you sly bastard. Um, some truck series and Xfinity series news. So Chandler Smith going to drive for KBM. Boot neck is out. So we got KB, we got Smith and Nemechek. Yeah, as the two two full time drivers. Yep. Right? Yeah. And then so. Kyle in kind of the third truck. And it's a rotational driver. ride, yeah. Then Something Brett like Moffitt, that. who's like, I don't I don't know, I don't understand yeah, what Brett Screw Brett Moffitt. Like he's, he announced he was going to Xfinity, and I was like, okay, he's going to Xfinity full-time. Okay, but then he's announced he's going back to the trucks full-time. Where he's, he's not going to run well. And he's going to run for the truck championships. So he's know. not going to run well. Yeah. That Nice that Nice Motorsports team is not GMS. And, you know, people say Moffitt's underrated, but the dude is pissed a lot of opportunities away i mean he gets out of his out of his truck at at phoenix and you know barring he probably knows he's leaving gms but he the first thing he does bash his crew chief which is not going to get not going to help you out in any favor working up the ranks um and he's just he's not i've he kind of reminds me of a cole custer he's not um I, I don't know he's he's done some questionable career things and funding's always kind of been an issue i mean he won the championship for hattori and they got booted from that ride yeah. because he didn't have enough money and then goes to gms the best truck team and then he leaves them and now going to the o2 car and xfinity but then running full-time for them and then running full-time for truck and claiming yeah, I don't, I truck don't points for nice i don't know just a bunch of questionable things reminds me of todd bodine like an unpolished todd but like a trailer park todd bodine trailer park todd bodine even though i could see todd bodine as a trailer park supervisor you know, he went to Franklin County High School. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, that explains a lot. Um, ugh. I didn't know that. What about Jeff? Where'd he go? I don't know where he went. I, he almost went to hell yeah, in Daytona. He's, he's still in the catch fence. Yeah. Hands up in the air and everything. Looked <laughs> like he was going to heaven. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> he was a roller coaster ride. Hands yeah. up. Yeah. He was on the front row. Someone needs to Photoshop some reindeer in front of him in that. He's like Santa Claus. <laughs> Woo! Flying in the air. <laughs> Flying in the air, Ran. Uh, all right, so NASCAR 2021, as we kind of been talking about. So we got, you know, just some some predictions. We'll get more predictions as we uh, get get into the new year as we talk about the season. But these are some kind of uh, just some some different predictions. Uh, best off season move so far. Ooh, <sighs> you wanted in, this one in, ter in, in terms of it could be uh, all three series it could be, you know, I mean, in terms of drivers, crew chiefs, spotters. Could be uh, Adam Stevens, Christopher Bell. So you think that's the best? That's a move. that's a that's a gem, and this is really a big flex. And I think more, you know, we talked about who wanted this more. I think Toyota wanted this more because this is Toyota proving their point yeah, that you know, they really want Bell to succeed. Yeah, that sure. they're going to pair him because they had every opportunity in the world to. Well, you say the networks control NASCAR. The manufacturers, the manufacturers control, control the teams. 
So the inmates are running the yeah. prison. <laughs> this is getting this is getting way out of hand now. I'm gonna NASCAR. say John Hunter check. That's what I'm to KBM. Yeah, to KBM. That's what I'm gonna say. Wow. I mean that that's a that's a power move. I mean I I, he, I think he's gonna be he may he's well, gonna. Clearly, he, Kyle sees something in him too. So Kyle has a lot of confidence. Well, in him. John Hunter says something. It, Hunter Nemechek's a hell of a race car driver yeah. too. He just you know you race for front had, row. He, and he's never been in even in trucks. He. He was in his dad's well, equipment. But he never had the. He was not in the top equipment. He yeah. Got win, he win. Didn't he, he did. Win in the truck series. He did. Uh, so what uh, predictions do you have for twenty three XI racing? Oh, and, and we're talking in terms of the future. Um, I think come twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three, they're going to be a three car stable. Now the drivers, I don't know. I, I can't answer that. But I think that they're just going to grow and grow and grow. The question is, and you said yesterday, where do all these chargers come from? How how are they? Like, could they just – is it possible for them to start a team with cold, hard cash? Well, and the other question is, is it possible for NASCAR to go back to 43 cars in a field? Because that's what they used to have for years. Well, I think that would be better for the sport. Don't uh, you yeah. want more competitive cars? I want, I'd rather have that than Rick Ware racing out there. I mean, we got – Starcom we, yeah, going a lap down after five We months. got about 15 competitive like, cars, and we got a bunch of lawnmowers out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they're going to be, I think if they get the right driver lineup, they're going to be a powerhouse. Team. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be a powerhouse. And team. you, it's going to be like a DEI. Yeah. And we, and we have talked about this and, you but know, travel get the right lineup. Yeah. And we've talked about this in traveling and stuff. And Denny, you know, Denny's going to recruit like hell, you know, he, him and MJ, that's, that's the one power they have in their hands. They're going to recruit like well, hell. And that's why I think the pressure's on Bubba. You got to perform or, or that's it. Yeah, you've got to be the showman for the for the company. Denny and Denny and MJ, you know they're going to hold their end, but you got to be the showman. Yeah. For the company, and you know he's getting good rides too. Like like Kendrick joked with Gibbs, what are you going to do when right. when Hamlin raced the car and said, yeah, this thing's pretty good. Let's paint it a little different and give it to Bubba. So do you think Corey LaJoy switching gears to Spire is going to have his best best season? Uh. Don't you see him potentially being top five with a few laps to go at a restrictor plate race? Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't know personally his best season for Spire. I think it's going to be their best you know year to date. That's right. They have a win, don't they? Uh, God. Yeah. I technically yes. I I think they do, but I think consistently they're going to have their best year to date. I don't know if it's going to be Lejoy's best personal year, um, but you know, like I said, he he believes in the long term of that company, so Here's we'll see. I don't think is going to happen, and that's Roush Racing bouncing. Back. No, they have no direction. Maybe that's where the new charters can come from from twenty three X. Possibly, in a years. I mean, they have no direction as an organization. No, and they're bringing in Jimmy Finning back to yeah. be the leader of kind of like how they brought Kenseth back and Mark Martin oh, back, yeah. and now what, what, what? Mark Martin probably doesn't have anything to do with them. This ain't it, Chief. This ain't it, man. I don't know. I think Newman, I think you might have said this too, but I think this might be Newman's last year. I think it's going to be Newman's last year. Dude took a race car to the skull, and he's still wanting to get out there. What a trooper, but Yeah, it was just a disastrous year. Uh, What about Chip Ganassi? So they obviously had the disaster. Kyle Larson fired. Mm. Matt Kenseth, disaster. Uh, Kurt did okay. Got a win. Um, Bringing in Ross Chastain. He's finally going to get his shot. In top equipment in the right. Cup Series. I mean, what do you see them doing? Well, I think the question is, do they take a step forward organizationally? Um, and it, me, if you ask me, no. I agree. Not right yeah, away. I think so. I think, uh, so. I think Ross has a lot of learning to do, and Kurt's just not the type driver anymore, at least to where you can bank on him just carrying an organization. And, and I mean, not that he can't carry an organization. He's a great driver, but I don't think he can – 
take an organization and make it take the next step. Kind of like how Kyle Larson can. Um, which is interesting about Bush. Does he retire after this year? Because, you know, 2018 he signed a one-year with right. Ganassi, and we thought he was going to retire after 2019. And, and this was a two-year year that he signed, and, it, you know, this is the last of that. I think I think Kurt Busch retires. I think you're right. I think Kurt Busch retires. But he has wanted to say he, he wants to give the next-gen car a try. But he – Wanted, that's why he signed a two-year contract because that was supposed to happen in 2020. So oh okay uh, okay yeah, yeah that makes sense. So, wow you know uh, Kurt fading to black after this year what about maybe RCR I, I think here's what I you know I don't know but I think Tyler Reddick is 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 I think Tyler Reddick could potentially be a 23 XI driver possibly I think even this, I think this is gonna be his last year at RCR he wanted out after this past you think year. so I think so. Um, in terms of organizationally, I think Hendrick was looking at him pretty hard. Really, I in terms of organizationally, I think um, I think they take a minor step forward. Yeah, I mean, I th- Austin Dillon had some some big success there in the the, and I, I you know I wouldn't mind seeing that, and but I, I think Tyler Reddick is somebody who he wants to be in the best equipment and, and the well, he deserves to be. He doesn't this you know I don't need this three or four or five, six year building a team up to actually where we can run consistently. Well, and how long has RCR been in a rebuilding process, you know, since 2014 after Harvick left? Well, even really, I think like right before Harvick left because he like 20, he like 2012. Not, yeah. Not, I mean, he had some wins, but it was not consistent. After 2011, they kind of left went. because he couldn't win a championship there. They were just falling yeah. behind. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, RCR I don't know. has saved themselves from becoming Roush. They were close to becoming Roush, I would say. Yeah, Richard's and, got a little more brain left than have, than, have, than Jack they, does. They've done a good job of digging themselves out of the hole, I think. Jack I left. think that Hendrick alliance, too, with the motors is going to help, too, with the yeah. ECR engines and all those things. Jack left his remaining brain cells in that in that cat hat that got ran over at Talladega that so one So as year. we wrap up the uh, the podcast here, last couple questions. Christopher Bell, your expectations for him? Uh, a win. You got to. You yeah, got, you got top three crew chief in the league. You got to perform. What about William Byron? William Byron um, with Rudy Fugel, I, I actually think that's going to be a better combo than people think. Um, I think he learned a lot from Chad Knauss, and I think he takes a lot that he learned and carries it over as a driver. And I think Ru- Rudy Fugel is going to have some adjusting to do in the Cup Series, but I think those two pair really well. They did really great in trucks um, that one year should have won the championship. Um, so I'm excited to see those two. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure on William this year just because his three other teammates are really good. Alex Bowman's really good. Chase Elliott's really good. Kyle Larson is really good. I don't know so that I'd say Alex is really good. I'd say Alex is a little more consistent. He's becoming really good. He's becoming a threat. I would say that I I'm giving William Byron two years at Hendrick. He got to do something. Yeah. He's got to have multiple win seasons. Round of eight, closing in on round of four. I mean, he's got to. I'm, I'm giving him two years. And I think he could be the one who goes on and maybe becomes a Joey Logano type driver and finds success at another team. Well, I where think he's not being overshadowed by everybody. Else. Well, I think for the first time in his tenure at at Hendrick, he's been positioned with the right people and the right equipment and the right teammates to succeed. And now it's on him. You know, his first year, you know, whatever he's a rookie. Second year and third year with Canals, you know, he's kind of. That's a lot of pressure on a young driver to expect him to just immediately pair well with the seven-time yeah, crew right. chief. So I, th- I think the teammates, the position, the cars are there. It's now on Byron. So, I mean, uh, more pressure for Chase and Larson and Bowman? 
out of the three, I, I Chase has any pressure. Uh, yeah, out of the three, I he's got a championship at twenty four years old. Yeah, you got to. I mean, the only pressure I could see with Chase is like the pressure to repeat. But is that a legitimate pressure to put on somebody in this system? To, no, I don't think. I don't think there's. I don't think he's gonna. He's not somebody to put that pressure on himself either. Yeah. Like I'm twenty five. He's twenty five years old. Yeah, he could care less. He does say you don't. You don't know how often these are gonna come come about, but. When you win one at 24 years old and got, you're, you know, time. top five driver in the league, yeah. Um, I think the most pressure is on Larson, obviously. I you mean, know. I will say, I will say that, like, I'm going to be pissed if he doesn't make the Final Four. I'd say that's a disappointment. I would say that's a disappointment for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and probably, I, I, well, I mean, of that. course it would be for them, too. I think I think not making the Final Four is going to be a disappointment. You think that's a disappointment? What would you call Kyle Busch's year to well, me? I hope that doesn't happen, but Chase has all these road courses. So he's going to get at least seven wins. So yeah. I mean, it's going to be a much better year than Kyle Busch's year, even if he doesn't make the round of whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think the most pressure is on Larson, obviously, coming over from an organization that he, you know, never had – you know, equipment was a step behind. He always outdrove his equipment. Now he's going to be paired with phenomenal equipment, with phenomenal people. And uh, the pressure's on him to go out and show us what kind of race car driver Kyle Larson is. And I is. want to see that Larson-Chase dynamic. That, I've and I think you're going to. to. That because I don't think they liked each other on the track in there in, in when he was driving well, for Ganassi. I wouldn't say that. I don't think they never not liked each other. And they never really were around each well, other. Chase told me this, so. Oh, well, this is... Don't bad. you remember that moment they were going on pit road and Larson did something like block chase and, and pissed me off? Oh, at I, Bristol. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, so I think... Um, but there's no doubt about it. Chase is the star at Hendrick. It's not Larson. No. So, as of right now, Chase is the But man. they got... They got they got two stars on there, in my opinion. It's a, it's a, well, yeah, they do. It's a they two-headed do. snake. Yeah, but, you I know? mean, Larson's still got baggage. Chase just won a championship. Yeah. And yeah. Bowman's kind of there in the 48. But to me, there's no pressure. Bowman's a sleeper. It's not really the 48. Bowman, Bowman never leaves Hendrick. He's a threat to become like a Logano. Where he, not, I'm not saying, not putting that hate on, on Bowman. But he's, he's, he's a type driver where he can flip it on. And when he flips it on, I don't see him turning it off anytime yeah. soon. Well. Whew, this has been quite a podcast. What an episode. Yeah, what an episode. Wow. I didn't realize it was going to be this much fun before we started. Right. We were and making the notes. We is, made the notes just like 10, 10 minutes before we started. And it is 5 till midnight here on the East Coast. So um, was, i got to be up great. at 7. Hope everybody in your – what's why, why is that? I, I like running early. Go to the gym early. I hope that everybody enjoyed the podcast. Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you sat through all of it and uh, agreed with uh, – some of our rants. So are we are we doing any more podcasts before the end of the year? Oh, that's to be de- that's to be determined. Um, I'm, I don't know. See what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see what content we can we can gather up, and then uh, I don't know. We'll see you guys when we see you. Yeah. So obviously, you know, if we don't hit any more podcasts before the end of the year, we will be back first of uh, 2021. Yeah. Um, but you know, we may pop back on at some point to you know give a Christmas wrap up and all that, and, and uh, for the lead Christmas uh, special for the lead Christmas special, and uh, you know, open presents right here on the podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna do it. My my uh, my face is hurting from laughing so so much. My so. eyes are getting heavy. Right. <laughs> all right, everybody, have a good one. Crash. Trouble. <laughs>